All right, it's Talk CDO. Today I am without my co-host and partner and friend, Ruth Ann. She's in bed sick. And I'm going to call and invite Johnny Acid. He already knows I'm calling him, so I'm going to have Johnny Acid on the show with us today. Uh, we've got a little bit of a packed podcast for you guys. We've got a little skit on Meatloaf. Everybody knows Meatloaf died, but he was did a lot of trucking-related things, believe it or not. We've got a story of a, a driver, the story of the week. It's a seven-month driver that... It's just an example of a driver that thought he knew everything at seven months. We've got a story on the uh, U.S. border is banning Canadian and Mexican truckers that are unvaccinated coming into the country. And then we've also got a story on uh, a truck driver that was allegedly forced to bring uh, illegal migrants over to the country at gunpoint. Um, Also... Too Simple, a autonomous maker, allegedly made a 80-mile trip in Arizona without any human beings in the tractor trailer. We're going to talk about that today. And last but not least, we've got a list, I think about 10 or 11 truck shows. Everybody's so starved for truck shows this year because the last two years everything was canceled. We've got the list this year, including, of course, the two big ones in Dallas and in Louisville. I think Dallas is in there. I hope it is. And other than that, Johnny Acid. There won't be the joke of the day or the word of the day because it's Ruth Ann's thing and I'm not going to bring that on. So let me real quick mention one of our sponsors. Drivers, if you're looking for a lease purchase, if you've just graduated from a school, uh, national carriers can accommodate either experienced driver that wants to get on a percentage lease with no brokers. Call 888 888- 311-7076 and lease one of those beautiful Kenworth T680s. And I talked to them the other day, and they are getting new trucks in. Unlike a lot of companies, National's got a bunch of 22s in on the lot. Also, keep in mind, National Carriers, this uh, next month, they're going to be announcing on the contest of best carriers to drive for. National's in the finals, and uh, we'll see if they make it. Call him, 888-311-7076. Let's go ahead and call Johnny Acid. I know you guys haven't heard Johnny Acid in quite a long time. Kind of feels weird without Ruth Ann, and it feels weird just talking, 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 <laughs> instead of having Ruth Ann here to talk to. Let's go ahead and call him. Johnny Acid. What's up, Jonathan Acid? How you doing today? Oh, uh, you know. Doing all right, just rolling. Rolling along. I mean, we, we're not going to mention trucking company names today, Johnny. But you're not you're not a lease purchase driver out on the road anymore. You are now a local. I'll tell you what. With all the storms, I mean, they're getting piles of ice and snow. I mean, this is a pretty pretty nasty winter up north this year. You are now a local in Florida on dry ground driver. How's that feel? Well, you know, it was it got pretty nasty here the other day. It almost rained. Yeah. Yeah, you guys were, like, getting ready to drop cinders down on the ground here in Florida. It was going to rain. Yeah, it was a little gusty, too. So um, those guys up north, hey, we're dealing with the same thing down here. You know what I mean? Well, we're glad that Johnny Acid is safe. Excuse me, I had to take a drink. Johnny, now you know that Ruth Ann is sick today. She's been- I heard. I heard. 
She's she's uh, I don't know if it's COVID or the flu or what it is, but she's had a fever. And she's not doing too bad today. I've been kind of waiting on her all week, you know, making her little meals, making sure she takes her medicine, blah 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 blah. Just Are you wait, hold on. Are you trying to tell me that I'm the backup plan just because she's sick? Yes, you are you you're second fiddle. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Johnny. I mean, your public loves you, but they really love Ruthann. I mean, seriously, we get a lot of good letters on Ruthann, more than I ever got on you. Well, she she is better looking. Yes, I mean by far. So, so anyway, so you're you're back in Florida. You're running local, and and what shift are you working, Ashley? Tell just tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. What are you pulling? What kind of trailer? It's a, it's a pneumatic trailer. I pull. It's like a forty-five foot trailer. I pull cement powder, fly ash, slag. So you know, it's a pressurized tank. Push it out through the hose, goes up into the silo, and then uh, if you're lucky, you don't get clogged. Because if you do, and you pull the hose off, then you end up looking like one of the survivors from 9/11, because you know it gets all over you. And when you were when you were a driver in Pennsylvania, you were local up there for two years. You were pulling a, a, a milk tanker, if I remember correctly. And I and I, I and now let's be honest. Now comparing, you did your little over the road stint. What were you six months over the road for real? Right, right. right. Okay. Yeah, if, we're, yeah. if, we're, if we're being honest, how much did you like over the road? Well, yeah. There's parts of it I like. There's parts of it that suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell you what, I hated. I hated trying to find a place to park all the time. That really sucked. I hated going into New York. You know, so those things I don't miss. Right. Okay. But you know, when you're Rolling across the desert with no traffic, you know, in the southwest, beautiful uh, scenery. Yeah, I kind of miss that. So so you, you liked it, but you liked, obviously, you liked the home every day division. Uh, well, there. you know, I am married to your sister, so that one, the jury's out on that one. So, and what, what are the hours you're working there doing this local thing, Acid? I'm supposed to start at like noon and then work for 12 hours, but I usually work four, anywhere from 14 to 16 hours. So what's because what, what's your total for the week? Uh, by the time I'm done today, it'll be like 68 hours, something like that. Well, that's not so this, bad. This particular job has a different clock. Instead of the 11-hour clock drive time, this job has a four, uh, 14-hour clock and a 16-hour shift clock. So it's a little little different. Again, you're home every day. You're out of the weather, and you're here in Florida. I mean, what more could you? Hey, have? I, I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you the exciting news. Let's hear it. Uh, I have my first trainee as of Monday. You see, this company uh, they 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 correctly recognized the excellence that they hired. So of course they're having me trained. So let me get this straight, Johnny Acid Trainer. Can you believe it? You know, that's like putting Bill Cosby in, in charge of a, I don't know, like a rape survivor's uh, crisis center or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what were they thinking? I can't even back up straight. I'm supposed to train someone. Yeah, I, I'm sure the trainee's going to really come out good. Unbelievable. That is crazy. I, I would love a video of, of you teaching. I just talked to the guy like an hour and a half ago, and... He's like a trucker that's been doing this for like 35 years, you know. So wow. he, he's coming off the road. So I'm thinking to myself, I can't wait to get him in the truck because uh, I'm going to treat him like a newbie. That's what I'm going to do. I've got one word for your company. What's that? Genius. I know, right? That's yeah. what I said. Okay. 
All right, Asa, before we get going, I want to mention one of our sponsors here, um, Carter Lumber. Drivers, if you're looking for a local home everyday job, Class A or Class B, 166 locations from Texas East. Look up Carter Lumber at www.carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. They have like a five, it's like five questions. You fill it out and then they'll contact you and they'll get you on board. Local home every day, benefits, all that good stuff. That's carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. Great company. I'd be there myself, but they, they wouldn't hire me for some reason. Yeah, not many people will hire acid. But anyways, check them out. Let us know how it's working out over there. Class A, Class B drivers, local home every day. So acid, I got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. My gosh, been a busy week in trucking. You know, acid. You know, did you hear Meatloaf died? I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, like that's some that's some badass music. Meatloaf. You know, uh, Paradise by the ja- Dashboard Lights and. How many songs did Meatloaf really have out there? It really affected me because I lost my virginity in the back seat of my father's Nova listening to, uh, what is it, uh, something by the dashboard lights or whatever, you know, from Meatloaf. Yeah. 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 Now, now, the reason I brought Meatloaf up is because Meatloaf was actually involved in the trucking industry in some movies. Get out of here. No, I'm, and actually, I've seen the movie. I've, I've, seen all, I've seen two of these movies one the 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 big one that he was in was called Blacktop. Okay, he was actually a serial killer in the movie Blacktop. It was in it came out in two thousand. It's actually a pretty decent movie, and he was driving a tractor trailer. He was a serial killer trucker. A serial killer trucker, really? I looked up the plot on the Wikipedia. Here's here's the plot. I'll read it to you real quick. It says, it says when David. Whoever uh, Lachlan Munro was, he was a comedian, gets a three-night gig at a a trucker's bar. His girlfriend, Sylvia, leaves him and accepts a ride from a trucker, which is Jack, played by Meatloaf. It says, problems arise when we discover that Jack may be a deranged serial killer of young women. David is starting a chase with the trucker and his girlfriend, which is not aware of the danger, Jack starts a game with David in which Sylvia's life is at stake. Traveling together with Sylvia in his truck named Goliath, Jack is leaving some clues to David as he follows them, at the same time acting as a good stranger to Sylvia, telling her stories about his life and, as we later learn, difficult childhood in which he encountered a bad treatment from his father towards his mother. As Jack then recalls, he killed his father in defense of his mother. Following, listen to this, following chase, David meets Jack and Sylvia in a deserted place. Jack opens fire from his rifle. Sylvia momentarily learns about his real plans and tries to escape unsuccessfully. After several miles of further chase, They are meeting again for a dramatic final scene in which David is eventually able to defeat Jack. Though this isn't possible without bloodshed, Jack cuts off Sylvia's finger to teach her discipline. I mean, talk about an insane movie. And you know Meatloaf, he looked insane when he was up on stage singing, so why not have him play a deranged trucker serial killer? But talk to me about... Talk to me about Meatloaf. Seriously, how do you respond to his death? Because, you know, also Louis Anderson died today or yesterday. You know, he was a, a pretty famous comedian. 
And Bob Saget. Yes, I know. Well, yeah, Bob Saget died last week. Anderson died this week. And Meatloaf all died this week. How crazy is that? Well, there's a common theme there. None of them were particularly thin. You think it was because they were overweight? Might have had a little something to do with it. I don't know. I don't know what their causes of death respectively were, but... Yeah, I mean, Meatloaf, um, you know, you and I grew up on Meatloaf. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying it was a, it was a pretty uh, impactful death. You know, uh, a lot of people online are blogging about it. But listen, real quick, he, he also starred in the 1998 trucker movie Black Dog. Remember that one with Patrick Swayze? Uh, no. He, j- he played the yard jockey guy. His name was Red. He, just, I no, guess he wasn't he, really a trucker then. No, he was just he was the guy backing the trailers up, and then uh, he also played in 1980. A monkey could do that job. A monkey could do what? A yard jockey? Yeah, you know what? I'm so glad I'm not over the road or going out to those places anymore. Those yard jockeys—they're a pain in the ass. They fly around and they just have an attitude. It's like, really? I, that's one thing I don't miss: those yard monkeys yeah, on their little machines. And he wonders why Ruth Ann's more popular. Okay, so anyways, um, Meatloaf played in the 1980 movie. Um, he played a truck driver named Travis Redfish in the comedy Roadie, starring Allison Cooper. I'm sorry, Alice Cooper and Blondie. So it was a bunch of rockers in another trucker movie. That's kind of a weird combination, don't you think? Alice Cooper and Blondie. And, like, okay, I get those two, but Blondie, how, like, how does she fit in? I have no idea. Maybe she was, like, a heroin addict in, in the movie. I don't I don't know, honestly. I have no idea. All I know is the only reason I'm talking about Meatloaf is because he, he played a trucker in three different movies. Hmm. So, that's interesting. So, and that's my, that's my Meatloaf story. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm sorry he's gone, you know. I mean, honestly, so was I. But, yeah, you know, I haven't heard a new song from him in a long time. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, check this out. We've got um, – I've got a little story this week from this week. Um, I was talking to a, a company, and they were telling me – everybody tells me stories. And, and this particular company told me they hired this driver. He's got seven months' experience. Okay, they, so he's – He's got a lot of experience. Okay. So he's 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 fully qualified, right? But anyways, he's got seven months experience. And yep. Yep. he came from a company where he was making forty one cents a mile. And okay. so he hires on as a company driver and they told him there is a lease program that they have, but he would have to be, you know, a company driver for a short period. Obviously, the guy only was just trained a few months ago. And and they're saying, listen, we want you to be successful. So they brought him in, and when he got into their orientation, and the orientation was in Georgia, believe it or not. It's a drive-in company. And they, they got him down there, and they literally, he literally started making demands, telling everybody, listen, I want to go right into the lease. And the company kept saying, listen, you you know you you just came from your your trainer company. We're wanting to hire you. He's getting a, and he's getting a big raise. The guy's gonna be making like fifty eight cents or something like that as a company driver. Fifty six cents. I don't I don't even know what. Well, he paid his dues. Well, I mean yes and no, but their rule and here's the here's the thing about it. They told him before he came 
you must be a company driver to get started because you have no leasing experience. And they said, listen, right. they, they told them, listen, we don't want you to just, we're not going to just throw you the keys to a truck, set you, get you going, and tell you, here, go make money, when they know the guy's going to, you know, have, he's got all the, you know, uh, how to run a truck correctly, make sure that he's fueling right, make sure that he's using his APU, make sure that he's, you know, just make sure that he's doing everything right to, to make as much money as he can. Even though rates are really good right now, they're wanting to make sure this guy's successful. So anyways, so he gets there, and they start really, or he starts really getting on, on their case in orientation, threatening to quit. I'm not going to put up with this. Um, um, I think the guy's like 65. He's like an older guy, right? So <laughs> A 65-year-old trainee. Wow. Yeah. That's fun. Oh, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, go I mean, ahead. it's true. I mean, the guy, you know, just went and got a CDL. But anyways, so then he's, he's really whining about this. But what, what they're, they're trying to explain this to the guy, listen, this company, they used to be all lease purchase, right, like 10 years ago. And they had over a 200% turnover, they told me, because they would just throw the keys to anybody. And, you know, let's be honest, Assassin, you, you did lease purchase at a company. When, you, when you're a lease purchase driver, you can't just, uh, you know, a lot of guys, when they go into lease purchase, they think that because my title is owner-operator, I'm just going to go ahead, put my name on the truck, and then wait by the mailbox for the checks to start rolling in. And what a lot of companies have discovered, you know, with especially new guys, is they don't realize that just because you're owner-operator now, here's what happens with a lot of these guys that go owner-operator. They think, okay, I'm going to only take loads in sunny places and warm places. I want to be ah. home. I want to be home every week. I, right. I, you, you know what I'm talking about? It's like I want to run the truck the way I want to run the truck. And what happens is, you know, when you just take any Joe Blow and stick him behind the wheel and say, okay, now you're an owner-operator, without knowing the guy knows what he's doing, next thing you know you have a guy going, I don't want that load. I don't want that load. I need to get home. I'm staying home. I'm, 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 and next thing you know, the truck ain't making money, and they're losing. So what this company was telling them, listen, brother, you come in here and run this truck correctly. And, and let us see that the truck is making money, and it won't be long. And, and they even said, listen, there's no time limit. If you understand how to make money with a lease in, in a couple weeks, you'll be an owner-operator. If it takes you a couple months, you'll be an owner-operator. But until you can show us that you're not that guy that's just wanting to be an owner-operator so you can just run the truck the way you want to, um, we're not going to let you do that. And he, this guy was ready to go home and everything. I guess he was flipping out at them, and they were getting ready to send him home. And finally, I, I don't know what the end result is. I think they ended up hiring the guy. But now, of course, you know, what are your thoughts? How long will this guy last? And does this guy sound like he's least purchased material to you? What do you think of that? Oh, absolutely. He's doing everything right. That's exactly what I would do, too. I'd walk in the door, and at orientation, I'd lay down the law. I'd say this is the way it's going to be because I want to be the captain of my own ship, make my own decisions, and pick my own loads. That's what I did. That's how I became an owner-operator, exactly like that. Okay. And, 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 and I know that's you just kidding around. You Be honest with me. How long would it take this guy to fail with that kind of an attitude? Uh, he'd be lucky to make it out of orientation. I mean, really? They're not asking anything unreasonable. It's like, 
Like, I get it. I was an owner-operator, and yeah, you have to know what you're doing. You have to be able to budget your money properly. And, um, <clears throat> you know, you have to be able to stay out there and take the, take those runs, the unpopular ones. The New York loads. You know I was in New York all the time. I remember well, that. But Well, that's the money. I mean, you have to go where the money is. Right. You, you, to, you want him to be a, you know, a, a company driver for a short period of time to see what his attitude is, how he like, you know, how he drives, where he goes, how much home time he's thinking he wants. Because usually, and correct me if I'm wrong, but here's what I think. This is my thought on this. A guy who pulls that shit right from the start is the guy who wants to be home all the time wants to pick his own loads and he wants to make a million dollars am i right that's what i said he he wants it he wants the title of an owner operator and then he's gonna he wants to go sit on the beach the rest of the time and wait wait by the the mailbox hoping you know that a lot of money will start flowing in and and most and i know there's a lot of lease purchase guys listening to this show right now saying it ain't that hard troy to be a lease purchase and i know it's not but every one of these guys would agree if you ain't, if your wheels ain't turning, you aren't, you aren't earning, and that's just the bottom line. You go, you run out two, three, four weeks, and then take like a whole week off. That's a whole week that you don't make any money, and it's a whole week that you got to make, you know, the the truck payment and the insurances and everything else. Well, I mean, listen, if the guy's getting his CDO when he's like sixty four or sixty five, there's probably something wrong with him anyway. I mean, come on. I know there's some older truckers out there, but. And maybe there's some that are getting their CDL when they're 65, but that doesn't usually happen. And when it does happen, it's usually a guy with issues. And he probably had issues at his last job and the one before that. I mean, who changes their career at 65? Actually, I think he was 62. But it's 62, 65, whatever. It's, I mean, you're, you're not far from retirement. But the bottom line is, the bottom line is, it's a great lesson for anybody out there listening that thinks, Oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I understand how, how leasing works. I understand how it all works. Really what the bottom line is, guys, if you're new at trucking, companies want to see what you're made of. They, there's absolutely no trucking company that wants to sign. Because these companies, you know, they get these trucks. You know, this, this guy was in a Kenworth or a Freightliner. But either way, they're 150000 I mean, heck, I, I know that new ones are going for like 170 now. So bottom line is... No trucking company wants to be the one signing for the note because it's their credit that gets that truck on their yard and then have some truck driver come along and think, oh, if I'm the guy paying. This is what some of these guys will say. The guys that don't know what they're doing, they'll say, I'm the one paying on it. I should be, I should be the one saying how it goes. And that's the guy every time, Johnny, that will take a tractor trailer and, and, and fail. At a lease purchase because no, you know you're, you're right, but I, I got to tell you, you really surprised me when you told me the guy was in his 60s. Because as you're telling the story, I'm thinking to myself, this is something that a young kid would do. You know what I mean? Because they usually have they're kind of arrogant, not all of them, but usually when it's a situation like this, it's a it's a younger kid. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's a little arrogant. So this is kind of unusual that it's an older guy. Yeah, so if you're thinking about doing it um, and your company wants you to, you're starting somewhere else and they want you to start out as a company driver for a little while, just just hit the brakes, chill out, and um, relax. If they tell you you're going to be in within a few months or whatever, just relax. That's what I did. But you're right, Ashley. That's a great, that's a great final words for this story. 
Guys, gals, if you're looking to make a lot of money, you can do that in leasing. There's no doubt right now um, until the bottom falls out. But the bottom line is you can make a lot of money in leasing right now. But like Johnny just said, when a company says, listen, we will make you an owner-operator, we, we just need you to show us. We need you to prove to us what you're made of. You know, this company, I talk to this company a lot. If a guy comes to them, okay, this Georgia company, if a guy comes to them and he's got, say, 10 years of experience and he's been to, say, five, le- he's gone through five leases, but every one of them he only lasted a month or two at, they won't put that guy on a lease purchase either because that's a guy that's not making it at every lease purchase he goes to. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, why would you? It's not cost effective to do that. Like you said, they have to sign a notebook for the truck. So they're going to want to get somebody in there who's, you know, set up for success, not failure. Anyway, so I think we're going to move on from that story, Johnny Acid. The the uh, driver, I, I'm pretty sure they hired the guy the way I was talking to the manager over there. And uh, hopefully the guy will settle in and he'll learn a little bit. And and maybe maybe he'll make a mistake or two and they'll say, listen, if you want to be successful, you got to do it this way, not that way. And maybe the guy will catch on. Like you know that old saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Maybe it's maybe it's this guy. Maybe it's not. We'll we'll see in the future. So, anyways, moving on. Uh, let me mention our next sponsor, LoadSmart, uh, Camion's Break Even Calculator. Speaking of lease purchase drivers, this is a free download for all you lease purchase guys and gals, all you owner operators or small fleets or even giant fleets. Go check out Camion's. Break even calculator. It'll show you what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. It integrates with all your your softwares. Um, it's it's uh, you can you can download this at Camion. That's K A M I O N dot I O forward slash talk CDL. That's K A M I O N dot I O forward slash talk CDL. It's a free download. Camion dot I O forward slash talk CDL. Acid. So check this story out. In the news, the United States, it's kind of a little bit of a odd story if you think about it. Um, the United States is now banning anybody coming in from Mexico or Canada by, by car, truck, or ferry that is unvaccinated. But at the same time, we don't have to be vaccinated. So it's kind of, it's kind of, a, it's kind of a, a little bit of a weird uh, I mean, I guess they're saying, oh, we don't want we don't want a Canadian with COVID coming in the country, but we'll take an American with COVID. And then if you drive out of the country into Canada to get back into Canada, you do not have to show that you were vaccinated. Because, you know, last week the Supreme Court shot that down. Any company with over 100 employees had to get vaccinated. That's no longer happening right now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so here, I'll read the, it's a little bit of a story I'll read. It says, U.S. officials will no longer permit non-resident truck drivers who are not fully vaccinated to cross the border starting this weekend, January 22nd, which is Preston's birthday. Starting on January 22nd, the U.S. Department of Homeland Sec- uh, Securities will no longer permit non-U.S. individuals, including truck drivers, to enter the United States via land ports of entry and ferry terminals unless they are fully vaccinated for COVID-19 and show proof of vaccination. Truck drivers who are U.S. citizens, uh, lawful permit, permanent residents, or U.S. nationals will not be required by the U.S. 
to be vaccinated to return to the U.S. after crossing into Mexico or Canada. However, last weekend, Canadian officials implemented a new policy requiring all U.S. truck drivers entering Canada to show proof of vaccination in order to cross the border. Um, for the rest of the story, you can go over to CDL Life, and it's a pretty big story. Go check out CDL Life. We love those guys, and you can get the rest of the story. But what do you think of that, Acid? So now Canada, and, and you never went into can- uh, Canada, did you, when you were over the road? <laughs> well, I, I really couldn't. I wasn't allowed. That's right. You're a felon. I forgot about that. So, so, but the, but, <laughs> but the yeah, yeah. So the answer is no, and I wouldn't have to worry about. Uh, being vaccinated because I'll never go there. Yeah, uh, I mean, and, and you know, that's my, my opinion on vaccination is is I, I agree. You know, if you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't, don't. Just shut up and do what you want to do, you know, instead of making a big stink over it. But, you know, acid, I mean, not to get really fully into the vaccination thing. I mean, you're seeing reports of people in the hospital that are triple vaccinated and they're still getting COVID. So what good did the damn shot do them? It didn't do them any good. I'm not going to get down that alley. But the bottom line is, if you're a truck driver... And I got to tell you, honestly, that's got to complicate a lot of trucking companies that are hiring drivers that normally say you need to have a passport in order to come work here because you need to be vaccinated when you go across the border. So now a truck driver that's totally against vaccination, he calls a trucking company, you know, for a new job and they say, yeah, you got to get a passport to work here and vaccinate it. And you know what he's going to say? Screw off. Well, I know you don't want to get into this, but I, I just have to make one statement about this whole thing. Go ahead. Okay? You because make it. I don't care. This is the thing that irritates me. There, there are so many people out there. Well, first of all, I'm not anti-vax. If somebody wants to get a vaccine, fine. I didn't get one. I don't want to get one. If someone wants me to wear a mask, I'll put a mask on. I'm not an anti-masker. Okay. But here's the thing. You got these people out there yelling at us. Call, basically almost calling us terrorists because we haven't gotten the shot yet. And the question I have for you is this. If they've been, you know, quadruple vaccinated and they're wearing a, you know, two masks and a face shield, why are they worried about me? They're supposed to be bulletproof. You're vaccinated. You got all this crap on. It's like, why are you worried about me getting you sick? How can you get sick? You're like Superman, right? What am I, kryptonite? And look, again, I... You know me, I'm not political. I don't I don't get on here and knock red or blue. I, I leave it all. I, I, I stay out of the political scene because actually I can't stand politicians, to be honest with you. And the same with this vaccination thing. Like I said, I don't care if you get a vaccination or if you don't. I really don't. But I will, I, I will add a question in there. To ponder this question, why, and, and this is a, a, a serious question, why is there such a big movement from nurses and doctors and healthcare uh, people fighting to not have to be vaccinated. If they're in the hospitals around these guys that are coming in the hospitals and they're saying, we see what's going on when people get vaccinated, they're deathly, there's a giant crowd of healthcare workers that are saying, screw this, I am not getting vaccinated. What, why? If the ones that are at the front lines that are healthcare workers are afraid to get vaccinated, doesn't that isn't there? Shouldn't there be a red caution or a red flag up for everybody? That's I'm just saying. You know, I. I well, I yeah. See. I mean, listen. My my own doctor from the VA told me that if you've had COVID, which I have, and you have the antibodies, you're a thousand percent better off than getting the vaccine anyway. So why get it? That's my question. And I I had I had it too, and I've been around Ruth Ann all week. I don't know if she has COVID, but 
Honestly, I agree. And again, if you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't, don't. It's up to you guys. I'm actually sick and tired of the bitchy, whiny, back and forth fighting. That's that's why I hate politicians, Acid, because they've divided the country so bad that, that friends are unfriending each other on social media and fighting over their beliefs. Back in the day when we when you and I when you and I were younger, our parents never talked about politics ever because you'd be in a fight. And now look at what's going on. Everybody's fighting over left versus right and boom, boom, boom and blah, blah, blah. I say, you know what? Just forget it and go on with your damn lives. Anyways, I'm going to move on, Acid. All right. Go ahead. All right. So I got one last one last uh, sponsor here, J.J. Keller. Ruth Ann loves J.J. Keller. She calls him the trucker secretary. Their number is 888-601-2017. Call J.J. Keller if you've you're, you're got a small company, you don't have your paperwork in line, or if you're just trying to become an owner-operator. These people can help you. They're cheap. And guess what? They are seriously like having a secretary in your back pocket. If you can't afford staff, put J.J. Keller on your books, and I promise you won't regret it. 888-601-2017. Check this story out, Acid. You ready? Go ahead. Listen to this title. Autonomous truck made history making an 80-mile trip in Arizona without any human intervention. Really? Yeah, I'm going to read a little story. It's over at Trucker's, Trucker News. You can go there and read the rest of the story. Um, it's uh, Too Simple. That's T-U-S-I-M-P-L-E is the company. I looked at their stock, and they're only at like $18.95. They, they were at like 40 bucks. Their stock is way down. But now listen to this. It says, Too Simple today announced it successfully completed what it claims is the world's first fully autonomous semi-truck run on open public roads without a human in the vehicle and without human intervention. It says, The trip took place in Arizona December 22nd. The truck left from a large rail yard in Tucson and traveled from, for, I'm sorry, traveled more than 80 miles on surface streets and highways at night to a high-volume distribution center in the Phoenix metro area. The company says its truck successfully navigated surface streets, traffic signals, on-ramps, off-ramps, emergency lane vehicles, and highway lane changes in open traffic while naturally interacting with other motorists. Too Simple said the one-hour and 20-minute drive is the first time a Class 8 autonomous truck has operated on open public roads without a human in the vehicle and without human intervention. The company said the test was performed in closed, I'm sorry, in close collaboration with the Arizona uh, Department of Transportation and law enforcement. What do you think of that, Acid? Well, I mean, uh, you know, to quote Shania Twain, that don't impress me much, and I'll tell you why. Okay, <laughs> listen. If it was a fifty-three foot reefer, and it was going cross country into New York, and it was delivering to Hunts Point, okay, I might be impressed. If it had to back in, I mean, what? It's just, who cares? It's Arizona. It's out. It's straight shot. You know what I mean? There's. It's not like there's any place in Arizona where it's going to be difficult to uh, deliver, right? So it's whatever. I, I want to see that truck perform the way a professional driver like myself uh, can perform. You know what I mean? I, I do, Acid, and I, I have to agree. You know, you can, you can say, because like it says in the article, that it, it successfully uh, maneuvered um, 
uh, in surface streets, traffic signals, on-ramps, off-ramps, emergency lane vehicles, highway lane changes, and open traffic while naturally interacting with other motorists. I mean, that could have been one motorist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it said law enforcement was basically watch, was following. They, they must have had their cars following. They did it late at night when there really wasn't crap for traffic. And I have to agree with you. You know, I'm not saying that... I'm not saying that it's not a, a great feat that they, they just, you know, made a, a great accomplishment. But at the same time, late at night with no with hardly anybody around, I would say that, like you said, let's put it to the real test. And uh, let's see what it does in snow-covered roads. Let's see what it does in mountains. Let's see what it does, you know. And, and was here's the other question. I would ask this question. You know, because we had a guy on here that knew autonomous trucks uh, not long ago. And he clearly said that white line on the road and the lines going down the road, it depends on that to be able to read that. My question is, did the week before they go over and fresh paint it to make sure it's all nice and perfectly seen, did, did they do that for the 80-mile stretch? We don't know that. All we know is they're saying they did this successfully and they did great. Well, if the, if the road's snow-covered, the whole thing's white. Exactly. I mean, look, I'm not saying that autonomous is never going to happen, okay? I'm actually surprised that, you know, Arizona was the first state years ago when they started doing what's called, was what it called spooning or something like that? Or platooning, not spooning. So uh, platooning when they have one that follows the other. And Arizona and Nevada were the states allowing this to happen. And they're still the states that's, I guess, pioneering this type of trucking to um, for the future of, of truck trucking and and if they're now saying hey we did this without any person in the vehicle what does that say to all these autonomous statements they've been making for the last couple of years oh a trucker is always going to be needed in that truck so what are they saying now we're really trying to eliminate truckers altogether that's what it sounds like to me i don't see that happening anytime soon there's too many variables out there i agree you know what i mean yeah there's there's no automated computerized system out there that can handle every single thing that a truck driver has to deal with on, on a daily basis. It's impossible. There's no way. No one's going to convince me that a computerized truck can handle unexpected things that pop in front of you all the time. I do agree. Anyways, this, you know, this, these stories are going to be popping up over the next so many years and it's going to start getting worse and worse and worse. And then someday they're going to start using autonomous trucks. I don't know how soon, I don't know how. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see. Uh, maybe they'll do some a few more tests with it, and um, you know, when their truck takes out a van full of nuns, that, let's talk then. I hear you. So, hey, let's let's move on from the autonomous thing. I've got one last one last trucking related stuff I want to talk about. The truck shows over the last two years, ever since COVID started, have been famously canceled at the last minute. Been it's been frustrating for a lot of a lot of vendors that want to go there and, and display their product and blah, blah, blah. In fact, we, Talk CDL was scheduled to be at the Mid-America Truck Show last year. And then, of course, uh, the COVID got worse, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they canceled. Anyways, I've got a list of the truck shows right here so far that are scheduled for this year. And the first one is Work Truck Week. And that's in Indianapolis on March 8th through the 11th. Mm. You know, not that you'll be there. Um, then we've got one in Las Vegas on the 19th of March through the 22nd. It's called Truckload Carriers Association Annual Convention. Then we've got the Mid-America, and that's the biggest one. The Louisville Truck Show is the Mac Daddy. 
And that the Louisville Truck Show is scheduled for March 24th through the 26th. You know, I would. The one thing is, I want to ask them: Is it masks in the building? Does everybody have to be masked up? That's what I want to know, and I'm going to find out. Um, and then right here, I bet, I bet, it, I bet it might vary from uh, show to show too. You never know. It depends on the state. I would imagine. And then right here in Florida at the Chrome Shop, we've been there a million times. The uh, 75 Chrome Shop is having a truck show in Wildwood in Florida on April 22nd through the 24th. And they put on a really good show. There's usually a lot of show trucks that show up, and they do a parade and all that good stuff. It's pretty cool. And then on uh, May 8th, Make-A-Wish Mother's Day Convoy is, guess where that's at? In Mannheim, Pennsylvania. No kidding. I never even heard of that one, and that's in, that's where the big Mannheim auto auction's at. Um, on May 12th through the 14th in Kenley, North Carolina, East Coast Truckers Jamboree. That sounds like a fun one. I may take a ride up to that one. On I might, I might, you know, I might go up to the Wildwood one. In fact, I might bring my, my uh, beat-up Mac up there. I'll park it right next to the guy's brand-new shiny one, you know, with uh, the four bathrooms and the five bedrooms in it. And I'll, sh- I'll show him what a real man drives. No, actually, you know I mean? acid. That would be so funny if you would back it up to where you could barely open your door and you have to crawl oh, out the window. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Well, let me tell you something else, too. I didn't mention this earlier. Just to but, watch uh, acid get his ass kicked over at the Chrome Shop. Oh, God, what's that? You know, you know, you know I get paid by the hour, right? Yes, exactly. So I, I going forward, uh, when I pull into a Lubs or a Pilot to put fuel in this pig, I think I'm going to go in and get my lunch, and I'm just going to sit at the pump and relax. I mean, I'm on the clock. Who cares, right? I might even take a nap right at the pump. The trucker behind you, he cares. <sighs> What's he going to do? Have you ever have you seen me lately? I've been working out. He's not going to do it. He's not going to say anything to me. You're as skinny as my finger. Okay, so in on May 27th through the 29th in, in Onaway, Michigan, Great Lakes Big Rig Challenge. In uh, Springfield, Illinois, on June 7th through the 11th is the American Truck Historical Society Annual Convention. Write these down, guys. On June 17th through the 18th in McCungee, Pennsylvania, Antique Truck Club of America National Meat and Flea Market. On July 14th through the 16th in Walcott, which is another big one, Walcott, Iowa, is the Walcott Truckers Jamboree. Um. In Fort Wayne, Indiana, July 15th through the 16th is Expedite Expo. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, August 31st through the 1st of September is the Home Delivery World. And in Casson, Minnesota, and I don't even have the date for this one. It's not on here. There, I'll have to get the date and update it, is Big Iron Classic Truck Show. Then you've got the National Truck Driver Appreciation Week, September 11th through the 22nd. Richard Crane Memorial Truck Show is in St. Ignace, Michigan. Ignatius. Ignace? Anyways. Ignatius. I-G-N-A-C-E. No, whatever. Uh, anyway. No. Anyways, it's, it's, it's September 15th through the 17th. We've just got three left. In Mount Airy, North Carolina, on September 30th, um, you have the Mayberry Truck Show. That goes till October 2nd. And then National Association of Small Trucking Companies Annual Conference, Nashville, October 20th through the 22nd. And last but not least, 
the American Trucking Association's annual management conference and exhibition, San Diego, uh, California, October 22nd through the 26th. So I didn't see the, I did not see the truck show in Dallas. I guess they're not having, I don't know. We'll have to find out if Dallas is happening this year. It's usually the end of August, beginning of September. So there's the truck shows. Maybe Acid and I will, and we'll take Ruth Ann and we'll be out there at Wildwood in April. Come out and meet us. And I would love to get over to the Louisville truck show. Ruth Ann and I are actually contemplating on still trying to make it there, Acid. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm in. Yeah, why not? I'm all for it. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. It's just a couple days away from uh, your wife. You want want to take her with? All right. No, you know what? I'm definitely in then. You're going to take her with? Uh, you know what? I think she's too busy. I think she has to work or something. Did you ever get her out on the road for a trip? Uh, no, she wouldn't go. There's no way. She's too. No. She's too. Um, what's the well, word? Well, for, first of all, I'm not going to stop every five minutes to pee, and she's not going to pee into you know into like a funnel or anything. So there's that. And then I guarantee you, she's not going to shower at the truck stop. Plus, the food sucks. I mean. I can't see her eating one of those hot dogs that's been on the roller all day. You know what I mean? Abs- there's no way. I, I, I know her pretty well. <laughs> She's too snooty for that. All right. As, as always, Johnny Acid and his, his crazy personality. Thanks for coming on the show, Acid. I haven't had you on in so long. Um, and I really need you to just stop in and get on the, in the studio with me and do a show here, which you're never around anymore. But, hey, stop in anytime. I fully expect your ratings to skyrocket every time I'm on, so you're welcome. I yeah, I'm, I really I appreciate it, but I will be honest with you, Ruth Ann does it, it, she crushes you? I mean, it's, it's you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I said, she's much better looking than I am. So she is. Yeah. There's there's that. All right, Acid, we're out of here. All right, peace, peace, praise the Lord.